So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 252 for June 28th, 2020. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McFain. Hey, what's up? You know, hindsight is 2020. <laughs> you know what? You know what else is 2020 this year? That that was the joke. Oh. That was what I that was why I said that. You know what's really shitty is 2020. Yeah. <laughs> This has been, I will probably say, the worst year of my life so far. So um, that's uh, that's saying something. That's saying something because my mom did meth. So <laughs> I got got that going for me. Anyway, Andrew Roa McFain, where can we find you? Just a dot website. I mean, I got the Twitch and stuff. <laughs> we're gonna, gonna talk about that that's gonna come up later but it's all it's all linked on a website so, yes uh Reeton yeah. shall set shall shed some tears and and air his grievances in a in a few minutes uh what games have you played this week so uh most of my week has been occupied with uh a game called azure a- azure a- azure lane Okay, um, is that bl- that's blue, right? That's what Azure is. It's, uh, like a, it's a blue color, basically. Okay. Except it's not. It's not. So because it's Japanese, I guess I don't know why uh, they didn't put the e at the end of Azure. Okay. Azure. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, none of the characters in the game can pronounce it either, so that's fine. Uh, it's a mobile game, but uh. So it's it's yet another gotcha game. Um but it's uh the gameplay itself is what I actually find fun. Um it is a side scrolling bullet hell shooter. What the fuck was that? Uh I was moving my keyboard back and it decided to make <laughs> a squeaky sound. <laughs> Whoopsie! I was hoping that didn't come across. <laughs> it sounded like a like a puppy, so like an angry puppy. Um, no, I adopted a puppy. It lives under my keyboard. <laughs> oh, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, it's really cute. It's got a lot of cute anime girls. Um, you can marry them, uh, and whenever you marry them, you unlock an a alternate outfit for them. And uh, they usually give some kind of passive stat buff, which, you know, if you think about it too much, is kind of fucked up. Um, like, kind of, kind of like, really makes the whole relationship between men and women thing kind of weird. Uh, maybe not great for our current climate. Um, what with all of the sexism going on in. Everything I can't even say a specific industry because it's just literally everything. Uh, we're going through Me Too Part Two right now. So um, there, there, there's some stuff about that. Um, uh, the wrestling industry is going through that right now as well. 
that is the least surprising um, to me. And and when we get to my stuff, I'm just gonna talk about it because I think it's funny. But I'll, I'll mention it's funny and terrible uh, for one of the things. But I will tell you about that when we get to my my uh, my talking section. So so go on. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's um, yeah, it, it's pretty surprisingly compelling for a gotcha game, and uh, the amount of free stuff that you get is pretty impressive. Uh, the only thing that you really have to pay for, uh, that is quote part of the game, uh, are the skins for the characters. Like actually getting characters doesn't really take much money, uh, at all. If you if you really even want to spend money, you, you don't have to by any means. Um, that's cool. That's not something I can say for Fate, where like they just had full on promotions where it was like spend money, do it, spend and, all of the money, please. We need it. Like you had to you had to balance using premium currency to buy like characters or using it to like revive and various other things like it, it it was really shitty and exactly what you think of with a gotcha game whereas this one is very free unless you really want to dress up your favorite waifu so cool have anyway. you played anything else i i know you played world of warcraft i saw you i hosted you on accident oh well uh i don't even i don't think i got any viewers last night which is not surprising honestly i um, have you set up as an auto host I it, the thing is, I rely on my stream deck to tell me if I have viewers. So, so maybe it was just lying. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was. Uh, so, did you play anything yeah. else other than World of Warcraft and that gotcha game? Uh, did I? No, not really. No Fantasy Star. No. Okay. Uh, it, it's so hard to split up my time with all of this shit. I know. I know. Uh, oh, I did post a video of that that one uh, demo that I played. I have a ton of demos from that Steam demo thing that they did, uh, and a lot of them are locked now, where I I can't play them anymore. Oh, because which what what the fuck? It, like they're how demos. Is that a good idea. Like, right? Yeah. Who cares? Just let them play like, the fucking demo. Why wouldn't you want the most people possible to play your game demo like that? That I don't know. It, it seems really stupid to me. It does. But so we'll move on to me, Nathan Reeton's Ruth. You can find me everywhere. Uh, I'm at Reeton, so you can follow me on Twitter at Reeton. You can follow me on YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash Reeton. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. Um, which I'll tell you something funny when we get to the stories um, about Twitch and and stuff. So I I think there's something funny about that. Um, you can go to my website, readentertainment.com. This podcast can be found if you're listening to it elsewhere. I don't know how you got a hold of it, but if you ha if you are, go to Spotify, go to TuneIn, uh, go to iTunes, go to Google Play. You can type in Read and Podcast, subscribe to it there. Uh, if you're on iTunes, you can also rate it, and we will read your comment on air once I see it. Um, the games I played, I I played some Overwatch. I did not play any Star Citizen, uh, but I did play a lot of Persona 4 Golden on uh, the PC. And whether you like the Persona games or not, 
it's a really good port of that game. Uh, I have experienced no crashes, no glitches. Uh, you can turn up the rendering scale to like 200%. They have, it's, it's a really pretty game, you know, from quite a few years ago. And the music is amazing. So if you like Persona or you like JRPGs, it's $20. That is a really good price for a 100-hour game if you haven't played it yet. So uh, those are what I played. Now, I wanted to get, I wanted to talk to you about that, that standing up. Uh, isn't that stand-up? Or uh, I forget what it's called. It's something like uh, my stand-up story or something like that. Is that what the hashtag is? The hashtag. The hashtag Uh, movement. Not it's well, yes, but there's another one. My oh. uh, Yeah, yeah, it's like stand like stand up and speak or something like that. No, I have no idea. So um there's a guy I listen to. Uh he has a podcast. His name's Jim Cornette. He's a uh he is a very old wrestling booker slash uh manager. And he used to run Ohio Valley Wrestling, which was kind of like the developmental tor- territory. Uh, it's where John Cena went through, uh, Randy Orton, like actually big names that you've heard of. They all wrestled in OVW before they went to the WWE. And so Jim Cornette is being brought into this Me Too thing. Because some people that I have never heard of, some wrestlers that I have never heard of, have came out and said that in order to get contracts with OVW, Jim Cornette told them that they had to have sex with his wife, and and Jim Cornette had to be able to watch. That is the... That, those are the allegations being pushed towards Jim Cornette. And you know, you know, of course we're supposed, we we have to believe the victims not cuz what is it 94% of people who come forward about stuff like this are telling the truth. So there's a pretty small percentage that they're lying. 6% too much, can't trust them. <laughs> but um I I I just think that this story is a little fishy because and I was talking to my friend Carly about this. Um, she was like, well, why didn't it, like Jim Cornette go up to John Cena and ask him that? And she's like, because if I'm going to watch, if I'm going to watch any wrestler have sex, it's going to be John Cena. Like she, she's like, he's a good looking guy, but like, she has a good point. Why are, why did this not come from like the, the higher ups? Why, why is it coming up from people that I've never heard of? Uh, and if it was that prevalent where John, Jim Cornette was like, I want you to have sex with my wife so you can get a contract, um, that I, I would expect other things to happen. But there is a lawsuit. But there is a lawsuit what, going on right now, and we're going to see how that turns out. Because I, I could definitely see where the justification would be that that they are so small time that, like, his his thinking is they're not going to dare say anything about it because they need this contract. Whereas somebody, somebody like John Cena, even I know who John Cena is. Well, yeah, but this was in 2002. This was before John Cena was John Cena. Hmm. 
This this was when he was in developmental. He was a newbie. Mm, maybe maybe these people just weren't like they maybe they never were all that promising or something. Maybe yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, there was like John Cena went through there. Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, um, Shelton Benjamin, like it does pretty seem, big names. It does seem very odd that that many people would go through it and none of those none of those people would come out about it though. Yeah, yeah. Like and like Jim Cornette is kind of an asshole and and I can see him doing some weird stuff. But uh I I just I don't know. This one seems a little weird. But when I first read the story, like people are like, "Oh, look at this story. Like apparently Jim Cornette's a cuck." And I'm like, "I don't care." Like just at the first like where they were like, oh, he's a cuck, and that's all I saw. And I, I was that like, is a really weird phenomenon, isn't it? it? It's weird, but I just don't, like, if that's what he enjoys doing, that's fine. But if he was offering contracts to do that, that yeah, no, would be a that's problem. That's not okay. Yes. But, yes, but, if he's, but if he's just like, yeah, I like watching my wife have sex with other dudes, I'd be like, that's creepy, but okay, whatever, have fun. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's your thing. Uh, and yeah, but, but I thought that was, that was one that happened. And then there was another one where, uh, a professional wrestler named Keith Lee, who my friend Carly said is chunky. Um, <laughs> he's, he's like, you know, six, six, something like six, two or something like that. But he's like 300 something pounds. Like he a big boy. I and. Never- Never hear humans called chunky though. Like that's what I call my cat. <laughs> that's what that's what Carly called him. Um, so he apparently was doing karaoke. Uh, he was talking to a girl. The girl was hitting on him. And he was like, "Hey, just so you know, I'm taken. We can co- we can converse. We can have a, have a nice time, but I'm not going to do anything with you." And so they continued to talk. She continued to flirt. Um, he then was like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm." Sorry, we can't do anything, but I'm going to buy you a drink to make you, you know, feel better. No, know that there's no hard feelings. And she's like, you know what? You've been so nice. I'm going to buy you a drink. And so he went to the restroom and came back, and apparently he got roofied. So he ended well, up he ended up in a hotel room and doesn't remember what happened the night before. So... Yeah, there's some there's some crazy shit going on right now and uh I I definitely believe that could have happened. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stories like that with the Me Too part 2 and even in the wrestling business which as you said isn't very surprising um just because of the nature of the people oh. involved in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, re- wrestling has uh, kind of a little, little bit of a reputation for being a, a skeezy women hating business. So you know, you know, it's it's better now. Like it is certainly. Um, but there, there's also there's been allegations of like female wrestlers who were like, I want to go into training to be a wrestler, and then like the only people there that would train her, you know, or wrestle with her were guys because there's a very limited amount of popularity with women in wrestling. And one of the guys would take advantage of her or be like, Hey, you want to get a, get a spot on the card. You know what you have to do. 
something like that. So there's a lot of that stuff going on. You're going to have to suck your way to the top, baby. Pretty much. Pretty much. And and that is another thing um, that I will put in Jim Cornette's uh, cap there is that no women have come forward and said that he ever spoke to them inappropriately. No women that he's ever managed or or been a producer for has ever come forward and said anything negatively that way about him. So well, they're curious. Uh, curious about what? No, that that is such a, a strange thing. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um that's how that's how Aroa got his uh his his spot on the Reaton Entertainment podcast. He had to he had to cuck me. Um well, you know. That, that happens. It I'm happens. into that, so you know. It's... I'm I am definitely not into that. Also, I would have to have a significant other for that to happen. <laughs> so we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about fucking Mixer. Um as you noticed in my introduction, I did not say mixer.com forward slash reading. I said twitch.tv forward slash reading because uh, Mixer's dying, which was um, unexpected. It happened last Monday uh, via tweet. Where? <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? I know, right? So, So via tweet, they're just like, hey, by the way, uh, and I had to read through it a couple times because it's the the tweet was full of like, like PR jargon, mm-hmm. like oh continuing our brand, and I was like oh so they're they're just joining together. No, apparently, Facebook bought Mixer. I think that's what happened. Is and is that what they said? Because that that wasn't my understanding. Or, or or Mixer decided to shut down, and they they. They talked they, with Facebook. Yeah, they basically agreed with Facebook to be like, okay, Facebook will give all of our partners this minimum contract in exchange for us advertising Facebook uh, Facebook gaming as we shut everything down. Yeah. And so now I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I knew that if Mixer didn't change, if Mixer didn't start to grow, that they would probably shut down within the next few years. I had figured this just because they had really, really slow growth even after they bought Ninja and Shroud. And unfortunately, uh, they decided, oh, we're just going to end it prematurely, which was, was I think, not a great move, but... That's neither here nor there. So they announced via tweet saying, hey, uh, we're shutting down in a month. You get one month. Um, So we're shutting down in a month. You can go and basically, if you're a partner already with Mixer, go talk to Facebook Gaming. They'll bring you over. You'll be a partner there as well. Uh, Now, here's the kicker. This was how everyone found out. They yeah. did not go to their partners and say, hey, by the way, we're struggling. Uh, you guys know it. We know it. We're struggling. We just can't get the viewership numbers that Twitch or even YouTube gaming can get right now. So we're going to have to merge with Facebook. Nope. They just tweeted, hey, bitches, we're done. You got a month. <laughs> 
and um it was it was really bad and it was a really big news story and i have friends who are partners that were like i have no idea what i'm gonna do like some of them are just like i might not even i might just hang up my hat and stop streaming altogether stop any content creation and just go and get a day job and i i don't see that as a viable option like if i were if i were a partner and they're like hey you can get a partnership with Facebook. I would consider that. But now Twitch is like, hey, if you're a partner with Mixer, you can be a partner with Twitch, and we'll just bring oh, okay. you on over. Yeah, so, in that case, fuck it. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. So I would just move over and be a partner on Twitch, especially the people that are, uh, you know, I, I have friends that have 10,000 followers on Mixer, which... If you're in the Twitch sphere, that doesn't sound like a ton, but Mixer had kind of had a... that's like that's like ten percent of the entire user base. Yeah, exactly. So we had the the main problem was Twitch year over year grew one hundred percent, so they doubled their audience for Twitch in a year. Mixer went point two percent after they bought Ninja. So it did like having Ninja and Shroud and paying them a lot of money didn't really help. Also, I I guess from what I'm hearing is that Mixer has paid out the contract for Ninja and Shroud. So I think Ninja made like thirty million dollars in eight months. Yeah, and he made a ton of fucking cash off of that and now he's and, completely off the chain. Yeah, and um Shroud made like $10 million. So they're they're pretty well off. I'm actually kind of surprised that happened. Uh, the, the reason I'm surprised that happened is because... Uh, I'm going to circle this back, back to wrestling because it's the only thing I know. But it actually, it, it actually has to do with this. So when WCW was bought by WWE, uh, some of the contracts were so big that WWE didn't buy out the contracts. So you had like Hulk Hogan had like two more years on his contract. WWE was like, we're not going to pay for that. And Hulk Hogan was able to just sit at home for two years and not do anything. And if I were Microsoft, I would consider being a dick and just being like, we're going to pay out your contract, but you have to write it out for the next three years ninja and you because of your contract you can't stream anywhere but mixer and theoretically i think they could have done something like that or maybe at the very least forced him to switch over to facebook yeah been like hey this contract's being trans it was bought by facebook so but there was probably some jargon in there where if mixer closed down then they had to pay out all of Ninja's contract. There was probably something in there that Ninja's lawyers put in. I oh, would imagine. Yeah. Just so something like that didn't happen. But it was, uh, it, that's, this whole Mixer thing is really bothersome for me because, as you know, I switched to Mixer primarily over two years ago. I know that because I looked at my videos and it was like last streamed two years ago. And... <laughs> Uh, even before that, I was, I was streaming there maybe once a month on Twitch, but a lot on Mixer. 
So I was just like, you know, I'm not streaming that much on Twitch. I'm going to switch over to Mixer. And then by the time I had quit Twitch was when the affiliate program came out. It was like a few months <laughs> before the affiliate program. And so I'm kind of kicking myself because I'm like, I could have been an affiliate. Yeah. Making a not a lot of money, but what, 50 bucks a month, maybe. Um, if that, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, my friend was, he's not even good at streaming, and he was making like 100 bucks a month. Uh, I think he just had a lot of friends that gave them their free subs. Uh, but yeah, so I was I was a little bit pissed off about that because I could have been an affiliate probably uh, pretty easily, I would imagine. I would just have to get oh, a few people un- to watch my stream. Undoubtedly. Like, like, yeah. I'm, you, had, you had at least three concurrent viewers, didn't you? Uh, it see that's the problem. That's what I'm running into right now, is uh my concurrent viewers are at like two point one. So I get the viewers, like I'll have nine viewers in my chat, but they I don't have them sustained. Right. And so I need to, basically, I need to badger a couple friends to just hop into my stream, and be like, hey, just just keep it on. I don't even care if you mute it, but just keep it on so I get that viewership. Which so, I don't know if that's cheating. Don't tell anybody, but that was why I joined this one group that uh, was run by a couple people I used to work with. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, that was like their whole thing was uh, was they would just leave each other's streams on all the time. Yeah. So here's the good thing. Um, you're you're on the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, so nobody's going to know. You're right. <laughs> and also, I'm still not a Twitch affiliate, so that, that shows you how well that worked out. Right, right. So I've just got to get a couple friends to watch me uh, for the next week. Just just get my viewership at like five for the next week, and then I'll be able to get Twitch affiliate. Is it one week or, or two weeks? It's seven days. Oh. So you have to um, stream, I believe, eight hours, which I do that in less than a week. Um, you have to stream for, I think, seven. No, it's eight hours. And then seven days. So you have to stream eight hours in a month, uh, seven days of the month, and you have to have a concurrent viewership of three. And then you have to have at least 50 followers. And, of course, I have the first three pretty easily. I just need the the, con- the concurrent viewership. Uh, I'll be at streaming for eight days, seven days. I'll be streaming at seven days like this Wednesday is when I'll hit that. So... I should be able to get Twitch affiliate here in the next couple weeks and uh, be able to earn a little bit of money on the side. Um, what do you think about this whole mixer situation? I'm sorry. I've been kind of rambling on for the last few uh, minutes. Uh, see, that's the thing though. You're the one who like dumped all of his eggs into the mixer basket. And like, I had considered it on multiple occasions, mainly because you had that, that team, the shed that uh, was kind of acting as you know your your support group you get you had like a team going on there um well you know here's the good thing uh they are on twitch as well yeah i know i know that uh i i I hadn't really paid a whole lot of attention to them but like uh seeing that they're they're trying to transition over uh i think that's pretty cool um there's there's a well they've been so a while ago, like a year ago, they decided, hey, we're going to stop branding ourselves as just Mixer. So we don't care where you stream. We'll still support you. Oh, yeah. So uh, so not only is it Mixer, but Twitch, 
Smashcast, YouTube, Facebook, they don't care. You can be part of the shed and still represent the community uh, just as long as you're not a douchebag. So uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Allowed, then. Yeah, I, I was, I'm kind of mad about this whole situation, uh, the Black Lives Matter situation, not not the fact that Black Lives <laughs> Matter, uh, but the fact that we, we're still talking about it because it shouldn't be a thing. Like we should, we should just. It shouldn't be necessary. It shouldn't be necessary. Yeah, we shouldn't have to worry about cops beating you know black people or or disproportionately arresting black people um and also one of my friends on on mixer who i'm usually very sarcastic and mean to i feel bad because she is a uh she's a partner and so she's kind of devastated the only place she's ever streamed has been mixer and so she was like devastated about possibly switching to a different platform and stuff and I'm really mad because I can't be mean to her right now. Like, I can't, I can't be mean to her when she's, like, super sad about Mixer and then super sad about the the police brutality and stuff. Like, I can't be, I can't be like, ha, 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 you're stupid. Like, I can't Cause, do it. Because her entire world is kind of fucked right now. Exactly. Um, so. I uh, think it's really shitty. Um. I think it's it's shitty that Microsoft rather than rather than trying to either sell off the brand or otherwise do something to salvage it is just shuttering everything um and it really shows why you can't trust a company like Microsoft um or Facebook right uh, with this sort of thing because uh, similarly to with Google, if it is a if it is a project that ends up not being profitable enough, they will just cut their losses on it, and they will do it without much regard at all for the well being of those who rely on that project. Well, and also this was right after the slave comment. I'm sure you read about that. Yeah, I, I knew about that. I really think that that was a coincidence. I think it was. Uh, a, the, I think the timing was a coincidence of when it came out, but it's still yeah. like people are like, "Oh man, Mixer's uh, Mixer's calling people slaves." And the story there for for the listeners who don't know is that there was a a partner of a person who managed the partners in Mixer, and there was a African American employee who was speaking to her and that manager said oh yeah the partners are like my slaves which i understand what she was saying but on the other hand she probably shouldn't have said that into it she probably shouldn't have said that definitely shouldn't have said that in front of a black person uh <laughs> seems a little insensitive and um she could have said literally any other thing she could have said minion she could have said they're my uh indentured servants like they're they're my pawns they're my tools uh yeah. not, none of those things are good mind no. you it's very on the nose and and very like wow how faceless corporate you are <laughs> yeah um 
but yeah, so she there there was a guy who did a sketch and I did you see the it's very short, it's like two minutes, and the guy is pretending to be mixer uh, somebody talking to mixer and you know he goes up to the to mixer he's like what the hell man you called you called your employees slaves and mixer's like oh you heard about that shit (laughs) (laughs) and then at the end he's like okay so we're shutting down mixer uh i guess we should you know propose get an email sent out we should get a couple months to make sure that partners can tra- transition to wherever they need to be. Uh, we need to do this with as di- much dignity, as grace as we can. And then Mixer's like, oh, man, you're putting way too much work into that. We're just going to tweet it. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of sadly how it went. Um, so, yes, I am I am devastated. But you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. I am still keeping my same schedule of Monday through Thursday. Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, make sure to watch. I've been playing through Persona 4 Golden right now, but on Mondays and Fridays, uh, I also play other games. Fridays, I don't have listed as my schedule uh, because I will occasionally miss a Friday. Just might be out of town or not feeling like it that night, but you can you can definitely watch there. Uh, do you have anything else to add before we move on to the next story? Um just uh don't don't put all your eggs in one basket never never yeah. do that never do that never be a reeton that's that's what you got to do i did make a 100 bucks off of mixer at one point so i got that going for me um we're going to move on and we're going to talk about pokemon uh i don't know much about this i did watch the video um apparently pokemon is coming out with a new MOBA. Yeah. Because people asked for that. Like eight years ago? Like when did they ask about that? When were they like <laughs> you know what they did ask for? They asked for a Pokemon MMO and we got that in the form of Temtem. But they did not ask for a MOBA. They've they've never asked for a MOBA. And as you said, uh this is just a, a couple years too late. Yes. Just a just a little bit. Um League of Legends is still very popular. Dota 2 still very popular. Um not anything like what they used to be, I don't think. No. Uh, no. The the MOBA rush is definitely long over. Uh literally every other MOBA ever is dead besides League and Dota. So Yeah. yeah. Infinite um, uh there was like a DC one that got killed. Um, Infinite uh, oh, Crisis, I think, is what it was. It was what think, it was called. I think Smite is still around. Yes, yeah, Smite is still around, and um, Smite, League of Legends, Dota. Is there any other MOBA <laughs> right now? I don't think so. Yeah, no. Every everyone transitioned to Battle Royale, and like that's on its last legs right now. Yeah, um, I don't. What's the next game hype? Like, what's the next major game type everyone's going to rip off for, like, five years? Oh, oh Paladins. Paladins oh, right. is considered a, a MOBA. Paladins right? is a thing? Yes. Um, I thought that was more of, like, a League of Legends ripoff, but... Are or, you, no, I'm uh, sorry, well, Overwatch, 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 Overwatch ripoff. Maybe you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, uh, I just searched MOBA on Steam, and... yeah. 
I'm just looking for. There are a few, but the the only ones doing well are League of Legends. No, you, you know, Dota. There aren't, there aren't a few. None of these are actually MOBAs. These are all that for some reason someone keeps tagging team-based shooters that are Overwatch ripoffs as MOBAs. Yeah. So uh, it says here in this article from Destructoid. Um, you'll bra- you'll travel across the- across the map to capture Pokemon MOBA camps, uh, capture points and take down opponents. As a catch up mechanic, points. I'm sorry. As a catch up mechanic, points scored in the last two minutes are double. I'm That's sure MOBA players. Stupid. Will- it says I'm sure MOBA players will love that. Uh, Pokemon seen in the playthrough s- stream, which they do evolve from their base form. Include Charizard, Snorlax, Pikachu, Lucario, uh, Clefable, Clefable, sorry, uh, Venusaur, Gengar, Blastoise, Talonflame, and Machamp. Creatures will seemingly have the ultimate's heroics called Unite moves. Um, Tencent is involved, which I find funny. What Tencent. A, what a great sign that this is being developed and published by a fucking microtransaction company. Uh they're the and the guys who own League of Legends. So that's that's exciting. Uh naturally because Tencent is involved, it'll be a free to start game launching on mobile devices, Android and iOS. Also Switch with crossplay. Uh given the last bit of the presentation, there might be an effort to make this an esport. It'll like it'll likely be a long road. Uh, I, I, you, yes, it will be likely be a long road for Pokemon to be an esport. But sure, what do you think about Pokemon esports? Uh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, who, like I said, no one asked for this. No one's going to play this. No, yeah. One. I, the only the only compelling part of it is that it's going to be on Switch, and even then, I cannot imagine trying to play a MOBA with a controller. Like how so? Not like 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 Smite works because it's an over the shoulder game, and like it it plays completely differently from practically every other MOBA out there. Besides that one that Epic tried doing, that failed epically. Um, you're so, banned. Like I'm, I'm banning you now. <laughs> this is. Uh, I I don't, I don't know who the hell thought that this was a good idea, other than just like Tencent going, "Hey guys, you wanna, you wanna make some money? We uh, we own these League of Legends developers, and we can just have them make you a MOBA." So and... he, here's my thing, um. Again, who asked for this? Nobody. We've been asking for a Pokemon MMO for like 20 years. And they haven't given it to us. And I understand. It would be freaking hard to make a Pokemon MMO. Like, it would be insanely difficult to make something like that. I I, I mean, I think of something like Final Fantasy or World of Warcraft when I think of an MMO, right? Yeah. I... And I think that would be hard to translate as a Pokemon game. I um, uh, yeah, I guess. But also, like, 
Nintendo, Nintendo and the industry as a whole is on a really big live service kick. Right. And MMOs are like the quintessential live service. Uh, so I don't know why they aren't there, or at least they don't seem to be feeding into this at all, other than the fact that Nintendo can't do online. Like, they right. just can't. Yeah, but then they have Tencent there. Like, they could have bundled up with somebody else to make an MMO. They like, could have contracted with somebody else, I guess. Yeah, they could have contracted with Nexcom, Nexom or something. Nexcom? I forget. Nexon. Nexon, that's the one. Nexon. Yeah. Uh, the the South Korean company, they could have done that. Yeah, the uh, Maple Story people. It would have been bad. It would have been really bad, but yeah. you know you know how many players would play it? A trillion. Because yeah. it's Pokemon. Um, and that's the problem. With this game, it's going to be bad, but I know a lot of people are going to download it and play it. I know a lot of people are going to play it, but I really question how many are going to continue playing it. Because right. I, I just don't think that MOBAs, they don't have that same that same appeal to them that like something like a, a mobile gotcha kind of game has to it right and because because that's like at least from what i've experienced all their other mobile games are are some form of a gotcha game and this just seems too involved so are we gonna like so, so are we gonna play it no are you sure come on i have i have absolutely no interest in it i have more interest in their fucking the one that no one's taught like no one is talking about. Did you know that there's like a a Pokemon like bubble pop game on Switch? Is there? Yeah. Oh. It like just came out maybe a couple weeks ago. I started seeing ads for it uh on like Instagram and shit. They are the... milking that that franchise for all it's worth. Oh yeah. Uh but yeah, it's just like yeah, there's um there's an Angry Birds spin-off that plays exactly the same as it. You like uh, fire Snorlax at things? No, it, it's so it's it's not Bubble Bobble. It's um or Bust a Move rather. Uh it's it's like opposite. It, it's more of a match 3 than it oh, is okay. one of those. Where like like it's it's like a match 3 except all of the items all the little jewel things are like dumped into a bucket and they have physics to them. So like whenever you pop one group of them, then all the other ones like fall down and they like flow around each other. I don't know. It's, it's just a mobile game trend, but that's weird. like that, that is more interesting to me just from the virtue of it being a basic casual game than this fucking trash is. Yeah. I, um, I'm not interested in it. I may download it and play it just to see what it's all about, but I'm I'm not promising to like it. So it's, it's a MOBA, so I I'm just like immediately turned off by that. I would oh, rather yeah. have a Pokemon Battle Royale game. I I I again don't know how that would work, um, but like you know, it would be interesting if they allowed you to instead of like if they made an MMO and instead of like you're a trainer who's summoning the monsters um you're just like you're a pokemon in like a pokemon town 
And so this is like a mystery dungeon world. Yeah, and and you can create your own Pokemon with their his own like strengths and weaknesses. That would be cool. Um, but they'll never do that because then they couldn't license the Pokemon. Anyway, let's move on. We're gonna talk about Cyberpunk 2077. I had put this story in because I was hoping Connor would be here this year. Um, Netflix, in association with, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, they're cre- they're starting to make it this year. Just shut up. No, you said I was hoping that Connor would be here this year. Oh, yeah, he hasn't been here at all. Uh, no, I'm sorry, this session. Um, so, Netflix, in association with CD Projekt Red and Trigger, I guess, Cross Trigger? I don't know what that means. It's um, Trigger. CD okay. Projekt Red and Trigger. Okay. CD Projekt Red and Trigger are making a cyberpunk anime called Edge Runners, which might be really good. It probably will be, because Studio Trigger is fucking fantastic. Are they? I have yeah. no idea. They may, I believe that they're the ones that made Kill a Kill. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they, I mean, I like cyberpunk stuff. And I'm really hoping the game Cyberpunk 2077 is really good. And apparently the Witcher show was pretty good. I was told. Uh, I've never watched it. And the amount of normies uh, who were into it really made me not want to watch it. So there are there's a few things that I heard like they had just some weird casting choices. But other than that, I haven't heard anything negative about it. So maybe yeah, I'll watch it at some point in my life. So, yeah, th- that's really all I have to talk about with this is that uh, CD Projekt Red and Trigger are making a cyberpunk anime and putting it on Netflix, which I think is amazing. And apparently it's coming out in 2022. So hopefully the world will not be ended by then. But you never know what's going to happen. Uh, hopefully the game is out by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's been delayed to November. You know why, right? Yeah, it's Corona. No. Uh, no. no? Holiday? No. Well, yes. Why? Because they're going to delay it until the launch of the PS5 and the they Xbox Series X. Yeah, the new X. consoles. Duh. Yeah. You're right. You're exactly right. So, like, they were already, like, pushed back until September, and then I bet you Microsoft and PlayStation... Or Microsoft and Sony were like, hey, can you push it back a couple more months and just have it in line with the release of our consoles? And they're like, all right, you want to give us money? And Microsoft and Play- or Microsoft and Sony were like, yes, we'll give you lots of money. We have yeah, all we'll the money. A, we just, we'll shut we'll down do Mixer and give deal. you, yeah. <laughs> we're going to shut down Mixer and just hand you all the money that we're spending on that. Um, so, uh, the, we kind of blaze through those stories because we want to talk about WWDC, which is an Apple event that happens. When does this happen? Every year? Uh, yeah, it happens every year at the same time as E3, which, yeah. uh, y- ah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So what, what happened in this event? Uh, so WWDC is when Apple always talks about their new... Um, the new version of iOS, uh, Mac OS, and uh, 
everything else that's software related generally um they they will sometimes be teases on new hardware uh we got a very very major tease uh in terms of hardware this year that uh is probably the only major thing that happened uh they talked about the the next big ios update which adds some cool stuff uh if you're one of the 10 people who use apple maps uh they're going to add in a thing where it'll automatically route you uh like if you drive an electric car it'll route you along roads that pass near charging stations so if you're driving like cross country it'll take into account that you have to visit a charging station once in a while you know when you, uh, when, you when you started that sentence you said they'll automatically route you and my thought was oh they're finally going to give you directions that's good i'm happy about that <laughs> um they're adding cycling directions all like i don't know about the ev routing but i know that biking and pretty much everything else that you could possibly want out of a gps app has already been part of google maps for quite some time i want to say google maps might have a uh electric charger thing i don't know though yeah um, I, I don't know either but i know a lot of people there are different apps that you can get that are way better than uh i'm assuming apples is going to be because like you a can, apple maps it, it was just bad it's bad uh but the the ev ones like they have ones that you download and it just shows you all of the EV, EVs chargers in the area, and you can click on one, and it'll tell you how much it costs to charge there and stuff. And you can just drive. Yeah, you can you can set up a route and drive, and it'll charge. It'll tell you if it's like some chargers in uh, bigger cities will have EV charging in like apartment complexes, and that's only accessible to people in the apartments. So uh, you're not supposed to charge there, but they'll still be on the thing. And you can actually, usually they they still won't ban you from charging there. It's just if they're full, they might get a little angry at you. So uh, probably not the best to use Apple Maps just in general, though. Use Google. Use Google Maps. Yeah, don't, Waze. Don't, use, don't use Apple Maps. Uh, Waze is owned by Google. So yeah, it's pretty trustworthy in general. Don't you know, use I... it for anything other than driving, though. Yeah, yeah, Waze, I've had issues with it, so I actually uninstalled it. I um, haven't used it in years, but uh, I used it one time to try to get walking directions, and uh, it doesn't do that. It only oh. thinks you are a car. Nice. And it, it will make you walk around a city block whenever you could have just turned to the right. Nice. Um, so uh, Google, anyway. Google, Maps is, well, Google Maps is great. Uh, when I was in Japan... We use Google Maps everywhere. It would tell you when the train was going to be there. Uh, it would guide you to the destination. It would tell you to get off at certain exits. Like It would guide you all around Japan. And uh, I was speaking with uh, my pen pal from Japan, and she's like, oh, Google Maps is great. We hardly have to talk to tourists anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, what else was included in this? So they're, they're also doing... Uh, they're like kind of cleaning up the ui in some areas uh siri doesn't take up the entire fucking screen anymore uh it just pops up at the bottom of the screen 
their translate app uh or well they're they're making a translate app that'll work like how uh, google translate does its shit where you can talk to it and it'll yeah. translate and all that another thing another thing that was really helpful in japan yeah um iMessages uh, will have inline replies, which is nice if you do have, like, other people who use iMessage. Uh, all that's neat. Uh, the major things, uh, first off, are app clips, which are... Uh, uh, Google has had this for a little while where instead of downloading the entire app for a certain situation, it will download just the piece that you need to do one specific function. So like if you're on a website or something that has an app and like the functionality is better in the app or doesn't exist on the website, uh, you can just download that particular part of the app or download what you need to do that thing. And then it just disappears afterwards. Uh, an example of that would be like, say you're ordering food from a restaurant that doesn't have online ordering, but they have like a third party app that lets you order or uh, McDonald's. Uh, you can't order on their website. However, you can, they obviously have a mobile app because they use it every week. Uh, uh, stuff like that, which is probably going to be used quite a bit. Uh, I have no idea how prevalent it is on Android, but I also know that Android still suffers from pretty bad fragmentation, and it's going to take like like four years for the majority of phones to have that functionality in the first place. So, you know, that's how that goes. Um, oh, I did miss an interesting feature that they're actually adding to the pre their current version of iOS for some reason. Uh, and that is the digital car key where oh. you'll be able to unlock and start your car using the NFC on your phone. I like that. Um, I like that for I, the most part. It's, it's a cool idea. Um, and it, it, it's NFC. So it's secure. If it was Bluetooth, I'd be more concerned about it, but I mean, yeah, sure. I do hope that it will let you use your watch for that purpose because it would be kind of annoying to have to take my phone out of my pocket to do that. Yeah. But but at the same time, I'm also used to having just an intelligent key thing where I push a button on my handle and as long as my key is in my pocket, the door unlocks. So Yeah, I just... Know that... I have... There's like a sensor under my handle and so I just... I put my hand on it, and since it's in my the keys in my pocket, it just unlocks. Yeah, I feel like most cars probably have that at this point. So right, I, but I guess maybe this is something where like it's cheaper for manufacturers to implement, or it's just something stupid that like isn't really necessary. Yeah, uh, uh, iPad OS seems to be getting something else as well. iPad OS is getting um improved apple pencil support uh you'll be able to like write uh like handwrite things and it'll change that into text you know so stuff that uh microsoft i think has had in windows since uh maybe not xp uh Honey. but 
I know that seven could. Couldn't like the Palm OS do that? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the, like, it's it's been a gimmick since handwriting on mobile devices has been a thing. I so th- could the Newton do that? I would not be surprised. Uh, <laughs> not at all. That would um, be hilarious if the Newton also already did that. <laughs> uh, however, big important thing um, that is not only on iPad OS, it's also on on uh, iOS because they're the same fucking operating system. Fuck you, Apple. Um, yeah. Is the ability to set default email and browser apps. Uh, they Ooh. didn't really talk about it, but it was shown in a couple of places that you will be able to change your default browser from Safari and change your default email app to Gmail or, you know, something else. But let's be honest, most people are just going to be using gmail and to be be fair to be fair the microsoft outlook app for ios is is actually pretty good it's pretty good and if you have a business account with like office 365 it's perfect for that so it is is pretty good it it works pretty well and i could see probably switching to outlook or gmail and yes just do that because that's been a complaint since the original iphone came out where you yeah. couldn't switch from Safari because Safari is um, not very good. Uh, I think it's all right, but it is lacking, certainly. Uh, right. Personally, I like to use Firefox on mobile um, because I can send tabs to my other devices with it. Yeah, uh, You can with Chrome as well, of course, but that's all tied to my Google account, and I don't want that shit. Um, not some... really a, a oh, whole sorry, lot else not really a whole lot else that like really matters uh for ipad os they're adding like sidebars to some applications uh there's video picture and picture so and that i think that was already a thing on ipad but they're adding it to ios as well where you'll be able to take a video that you're watching in a web browser or whatever uh and have it float on the screen while you do other stuff i'm yeah, really like hoping that that they start to flesh out that functionality and open it up to third-party developers so that we can have things like chat heads on iOS. That is that like, cool. that is the one thing that I really miss. Um, also, uh, a thing that a lot of people are making a big deal about that I don't understand is widgets. Uh, um, you still use an Android phone. Do yeah. you use widgets? I have exactly one widget. Is it just like weather? No. It is called Fi Switch, and oh, what it is, it, it's a it's an application I bought for two dollars, and it allows me to switch between T-Mobile, Sprint, and U.S. Cellular. So normally I keep it on auto because it's pretty good usually about automatically switching from one to the other. But every once in a while it'll be like, oh, you're on Sprint, and I'm like, no, I'm not, and I'll switch over to <laughs> T- I'll switch over to T-Mobile. Um, so that's, that's the only widget I have because it literally will show me who I'm on. I'm on Sprint right now. What the fuck? Switch over to (laughs) T-Mobile. There we go. I do not understand why people are excited about this or why it's even a thing. iOS has had widgets in some form for a while now. It's been on the today screen 
which used to be called the dashboard in Mac OS. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Whenever I used an Android phone, I had like two or three widgets and I really only had them because I was like, wow, I have an Android phone. I'm so cool. It's 2011. Um, I That's don't... what his voice sounded like. He was, uh, he was originally cast as Mickey Mouse. It's true. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I don't really see the appeal of this. Maybe, maybe somebody will make something really compelling that'll change my mind, but I really fucking highly doubt it. I, I just don't see any point. What about some uh, watch OS stuff? Or, or did we want to talk about the AirPods getting spatial audio? Oh boy, AirPods, it's fucking, that's another thing. So many people are so excited about that. Oh my gosh, I don't fucking get it. It's okay. So your AirPods will be able to use your devices, uh, like orientation data and shit, to like be able to tell where you're facing or where your head is in relation to the rest of the world, so that whenever you look around and move your head, then it'll be able to adjust the sound to give you a real audio experience. No one's gonna fucking use this. No. Who fucking care? It, iOS doesn't even have VR support for anything. And that's the only time where I could possibly see that being useful. So Yeah, I don't know. Fuck off. Um, uh, watch OS, not a ton. But, uh, they because... have, but they have sleep tracking. I, I am excited about that. Okay, uh, I can understand you're excited about that. But also, uh, why wasn't it already a thing? <laughs> Uh, because uh, the watch, Apple Watch has really shit battery life. Um, oh. uh, like, I usually can get a day and a half to two days out of my watch without charging it at all. Um, I wear mine to sleep, but that's because I usually charge mine when I'm either showering or if I'm uh, sitting at my desk, I will try to charge it if I think about it. Uh, so I, this is going to be somewhat of a of a habit a habit adjustment for a lot of people uh but i i am excited about it because I, since i do wear my watch to sleep um one thing that i have annoyingly had to do is turn on theater mode whenever i go to bed uh because otherwise the watch will randomly turn the screen on whenever i move at night and even on the lowest brightness setting that motherfucker is bright as hell and well yes especially in a pitch black room exactly uh so it's nice that that's going to be in there and it'll automatically turn on a similar functionality so that it doesn't activate the screen constantly throughout the night and it's not something i have to remember to turn back off whenever i get up the next day and then go to look at my watch and it doesn't turn on and i'm like fuck why is it dead and i have to poke it and then it wakes up because that's what theater mode does yeah uh Um, another minor thing is hand washing i was gonna Um, say it can track hand washing which is hilarious I do think it's uh it's just a cute feature. Um yeah. they they tried to make it sound cooler than it is. Uh it apparently uses the microphone to identify the sound of washing your hands so then it can activate tracking your hand washing and it'll just buzz your your wrist whenever the uh whenever it it feels that you've washed your hands for the sufficient 2 minutes. So so here's the I I totally agree with this. Uh, good. Put put the hand washing thing. How many times, as a man, have you went into the bathroom, uh, like a public restroom, 
and you went, you know, you were in there, you were peeing, somebody else came up, they peed, and then they just walked away from the urinal, did not flush, and then walked straight out of the bathroom. So, uh, I spent many, uh, many a time, many a length of time at my previous job, uh, sitting in the bathroom, pretending to poop, sometimes actually pooping. Okay. Um, just because days would get way too intense and I'd need a minute. So, uh, I did encounter many, many other men coming in and doing various disgusting things in that high class business bathroom. Um, including that, including turning the water on for maybe two seconds as if to convince everyone else in the bathroom that, yep, I definitely washed my hands and then walking out. Yeah. Um, people turning the water on like getting their hands wet and that's it as if that's going to do anything yeah um so yeah i'm i'm glad that this exists yeah uh, me too i hope that it that works like the uh the activity rings supposedly motivated a lot of people to be less fat didn't work yeah. on me but nothing works on me because i am psychologically broken well, um, and and physically, you're physically broken. That too, yes. Yeah, and you uh, live. You you purposely bought a house that's two minutes less than two minutes away from a Dairy Queen. Okay, that's that's the reason why you bought the house. <laughs> you're like, like, I need a it blizzard. Was, it was only thirty five percent of my decision making process. Okay, <laughs> it's also uh, very close to a to a McDonald's. Um. But right, right, that's true. The, uh, there's also a pretty nifty function uh, that it, it just says multiple complications. Uh, what this actually means is that instead of having to manually change your watch face throughout the day to change the complications on there, which complications are more or less, funnily enough, widgets that sit on your watch face that give you various forms of information. That is the one situation where I can understand the need for widgets because switching between apps on watchOS sucks monkey fuck. Well, um, yeah, yeah. So throughout the day, you can schedule it to where the uh, watch face will change the complications available depending on the circumstances. Uh, I think it might also do it depending on what you're doing, but I'm not sure. I do know that there is a time schedule thing. Can I, cool. get a watch, can I get a watch that's the size of my phone? Like, uh, yeah, that was, that was called the one. Rufus Cuff. Um, oh, okay. They, they were sold on, I think, Indiegogo, and that company ended up uh, completely changing direction and took like six years to give anybody what they asked for. Um, uh, or I'll just grab, the next time I visit you, I'll just grab your Pip-Boy thing. And, <laughs> and throw a phone and, in it? Yeah, throw my phone in it. I'll be like, look at my watch. <laughs> this giant Pip-Boy thing. Um. But yeah, uh, so so oh, and now now dancing is an activity in WatchOS. I saw that. I saw that dancing was an activity. I might actually end up using that and just like use it for whenever I play VR or whatever cuz it's or, uh, like the closest thing. Or or connect dancing. You have that, right? Uh well, I do have uh, I do I do have my connect functional now. Oh, we'll nice. talk about that. But uh, okay. I saw that. I saw the 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 Snapchat you sent. That yeah. you have you have your Connect hooked up to your PC. Yep, uh, you can use it as a webcam uh, with OBS. Is and it, it will is it a do... good webcam? It 
actually is probably on par in terms of visual fidelity with uh, my C920. Oh, nice. Um, it's... But it also does the faux green screen thing using body tracking and not just depth like with other cameras. Nice. And uh, so do you have the, the Xbox 360 Connect or is the Xbox One Connect? It's the X-Bone. Okay. Okay. Because I actually got rid of that. Um, I had... I, I gave away my, my Xbox One because I haven't been using it and somebody was like, Oh, I know this kid who's a really good kid and he's getting great grades, but his parents are poor and so they can't afford anything. And so we're doing a fundraiser to get um get him an Xbox One. And I was just like, he can have mine. And people are like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I have one. You can just have it. And so that's that's how I give away my Xbox. Um, And I hope the kid gets it taken away from him at some point. Um. <laughs> The person, the person did say that when he told the kid, the kid started crying, and I was like, "Yes, I made kid cry." <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, uh, Apple TV is getting picture in picture on TVOS. I don't know why anyone would want that. I don't know why that's useful. Um. um a lot of times, people will use it to, and and this is stupid to me, but like. They'll be like, oh, it's a commercial, and they'll flip to a different station, and then when the other picture-in-picture one goes back to the show, they'll flip back to that. That's the only thing, the only time I could see that being a thing, or... But but it's on the Apple TV. I know, I know. It's all streaming. I'm just saying, I knew people who pissed me off when we were watching TV at at his house, um... Because any time a commercial would start, they would just start flipping the TV, flipping the channel, and I'm like, but, but we might miss something. Why are you, why are you flipping the channel? We might miss something. And I, I did not understand that, so I don't understand the picture in picture either. I am sure there are use cases. Um, maybe if two sporting events are happening at the same time, like two I, football games, you want to watch? Sure. Um, they they mentioned in the article the idea of like you can read through the news while you're following a workout video, but what? like what? Yeah, no, what? No, no. The only going, no. the only time I've ever used picture in picture was when I was a kid. My dad had a new TV, and um, we had gone and uh, hooked up the the PlayStation in the picture in picture, so I was able to play games while he was watching tv that was the only time i've ever used it should have gotten a playstation tv i i really wish i would have got one of those but the problem with those ones is you can't hack them so no you... no i mean oh no i know what you're talking about okay i know the the, the playstations in those tvs uh were the no, ones that not what, were... I... what? That's not what i mean it, 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 i'm talking about the 3d one Oh, you mean the um, the that sorry, there have been multiple PlayStation TVs. Yeah. Um, you're talking about the one that had like glasses. Yeah. That you could wear. Yeah, and like one person could be watching one thing while another person's watching a different thing, and because they use the 3D functionality to have one set of pixels 
showing one image and the other set of pixels showing another image. That is really cool technology. Yeah, and is. and I I think there were only like three games that supported it. Yep, but it it was really cool technology, and I I wish that that were an actual thing that that there like is... got that caught on. It, it it was also uh, the unfortunate part with that was that it was an extraordinarily small TV. Yeah, it was like uh, there, 20, 22 a, inches or something. Yeah, there there's a place near here that uh, has one. They use it. it it's a I think we went there. Uh, it was that shitty game shop that we yeah. went into. Yeah, I brought bought uh, Root Force from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they had it there whenever you were there, but they, they would use it as their, like, trailer TV. And I was speaking, like, wow, I'm glad I never got which, one of those. Speaking of which, every time I start talking in your uh, in your Discord, your wife is like, who are you? I'm like, we've met. <laughs> you and I have met, and I stayed at your house. And she's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Every time. Um, Apple's new Mac OS Big Sur software looks a lot like iOS. Yeah, so there's a reason for that. Um, so I, uh, I'll talk about the OS itself first. Uh, basically, most of the Mac OS update is like everything looks a lot more iOS-y just in terms of, of visual design. Uh, app icons all have this weird... It's like a combination of the flat and skeuomorphism thing. Uh, like they're flat-ish looking icons, but they have a sense of depth to them. I don't know how to describe it. A lot of people really don't like it. I kind of am into it. It looks um, all right. I don't, I mean, that's it looks fine. Mainly, but I, I feel like it's just because I miss skeuomorphism. Um, yes. Skeuomorphism um, is the, uh, the concept of creating a visual analog to physical 3d objects in a digital user interface. Um, so it's it's making the flat icons look 3D somehow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that that's the the redesign. Yeah. Um, I mean they're adding in the inline replies to iMessage. Uh, Maps on macOS is now just literally the uh, the iPad app. Um, cool. They now have favicons in Safari. Holy shit. I what can't is, believe. <laughs> what is that? What's a favicon? You know the little the little icon whenever you look at a tab uh, on the left side of the tab, and it's got a little picture oh, that shows oh, yeah, the yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fa okay, that's what. Yeah, those are, you know I've that thing that's been before. around. Well, like yeah, the the thing that's been in every browser since like 1995. Since like Netscape, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, yeah, they finally support that, and I think you can like roll over a tab, and it'll show you a picture of the website. Which, wow, I can't believe it. Um, That's amazing. I'm they're they are just amazing innovators there at at Apple. Um, the last uh, one is one that I wait, heard wait. about. Hold no, on. no, Hold no, I'm no. Okay, go on, go on. Uh, so. Uh, Safari is apparently 50% faster than Chrome. 
in terms of JavaScript execution, which whoop de doo. Okay, cool. Um, the notification center is no longer a stupid sliding panel that takes up a quarter of your screen whenever you open it up. I think that's what? pretty cool. And now it takes up two thirds of your screen. Well, now it just does what it should have done in the first place, which is it pops the notifications over the top of whatever it is you're looking at. So it right. doesn't like really do anything. Um, they've also added control center, which is a thing that uh, Windows 10 had where you poke the notification center and then, oh, look at all these quick toggle things that I have access to. Uh, Android has had this same functionality for quite some time. Right. Um, so like nothing really huge here uh, until you, as you were going to drag us directly into, um, so you get to the new Apple Silicon, which everyone's calling it Silicon for some reason, because I guess we're all British now. Um, Apple, new Apple CPU. So Apple is basically taking their iPad processors and putting them into their computers now. Yep, that's what that's what they're doing, and yeah. uh, they are moving away from Intel. And Intel is no longer going to be a part of it. Uh, is it after this well, year not... or next year? So, uh, multiple things here. So, Apple is not completely discontinuing their partnership with Intel. They are going to continue making Intel-powered Macs for the near future, at the very least. Probably for the foreseeable future. And I mainly say that because I do not, even for a moment, think that they are going to replace the Mac Pro with an ARM-based platform. I don't. Um, I just don't. I don't think that their it, their architecture is designed for the idea of having a discrete graphics processor, uh, which is kind of what makes the Mac Pro work. Uh, th that is to say that, that you can't, like with these new Macs, my understanding is that they're going to use everything about the iPad type processing thing, iPad and iPhone processing bullshit. So it's going to be Apple-made CPU and Apple-made GPU all in one chip. It's just an SOC, just like any other mobile device. Right. So I don't think that they would be able to easily implement having a separate AMD GPU in the Mac Pro while also doing the whole Apple Silicon uh, bullshit. But um, it looks like the, like the Apple Air will probably Mac get... The MacBook Air will probably be the first device. Uh, the The MacBook Air and the Mac Mini um, yeah. will will probably have, be the first devices that will have this. Uh, they're calling it the A12Z SoC, right? Um, and they're they're going on about all these great features that they're going to have that are already a thing in the Intel platform. They're really are only a couple of things that benefit end users with this whole thing. One is yeah. lower power usage. Uh, with it being ARM, ARM is highly power efficient. Mobile devices use ARM instead of, in, uh, instead of x86 for a reason. Intel has tried time and time again to make mobile devices that run on x86. It has always sucked. 
Uh, you get yep. like six hours of fucking battery life out of those things. Doesn't work. Yep. Um, so I uh, like MacBook Airs and MacBook Pros whenever they eventually do have this because they will. Um, will get better battery life because of this, which is cool. Um, yeah. Also, you are going to be able to natively run iPad and iOS apps on your laptop at, right. or Mac. Um, and I actually really do think that that is a convincing feature. I think it's a convincing fi- feature for people who aren't us. I think it's even good for for us, uh, for people like us, only because the Mac platform has kind of not been very well supported by developers in general. Um, like a lot of people do develop for Mac OS. I'm not, not going to pretend otherwise, but it's nothing compared to the number of people who are developing mobile applications or, and, or developing for windows. So I, or developing for windows. Definitely. Yeah. But, uh, uh like adding, that whole ecosystem of iPad apps to the desktop, I think is, is a very compelling idea because it means that you get the typically more responsive and more well-optimized experience that you get out of dedicated apps, as opposed to usually bloated, slow and clunky web apps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's, I mean, look at how well the Windows Store is doing. That that was sarcasm, because yes. it's really bad. Uh, it's really bad. And I'm, it, I, I assume, I assume Apple's going to do a lot better job with their what? App Store going to Mac or for to the actual Macs than Windows did with like, hey, you can put your apps your mobile apps on windows and we'll run them in a shitty, like virtual thing. It's well, really that, bad. That's what I, I think is, is the big deal though, is that there is nothing that the developer has to do. They right. don't have to, they don't have to recompile their app or rewrite anything because they, they, whenever Microsoft touted that, that whole feature of like convert your web app or your mobile app to a windows app thing, uh, they're like, it takes just a, a couple of hours. And that's a couple of hours that no one wants to have to fucking deal with. No one wants to have to rebuild their app. It's spending any amount of time or effort on something no one's ever going to use. Yeah. Whereas with the way that this is going, it's just going to run the exact same binary that runs on the iPad, but on the Mac. I think the maybe the only difference is that you have to check a box that says yes target this platform too like i i think that that's going to be a pretty big deal and i think it's also going to threaten web developers and i really hope it does right i hope this becomes more of a normal thing i want the microsoft store honestly to have more options like like this i would really rather use the twitter app on my computer instead of going to the Twitter website, because you know what? The Twitter website uses like fucking 500 megs of RAM sometimes because it's a fucking website and it's running a bunch of JavaScript bullshit that I don't want. Um, Now now I was going to say, 
We are running a little bit late on time. This is longer. I, I know. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to go <laughs> fast. I we still have one more story we're just gonna touch on. And so uh I'm gonna say that I think this is cool. I think it's great. Um I think that this will put competition to those web developers. And competition is usually a good thing because it, it makes it brings the best out of people, right? So uh go on with your final thoughts. Well, I um I overall uh think that it's going to be a mixed thing. I uh it, it kind of scares me uh because I'm afraid that Apple might start to take away the ability for third-party developers to run their own software on macOS without it being run through the App Store. Uh, that's something that Apple has kind of wanted to push for for some time. Uh, it pisses me off that they're pretending that this is... Because this isn't really for our benefit so much as them because they're not going to have to pay Intel. Right. Um, but I do think that it's kind of a a wait and see sort of thing. It's going to be very interesting to see benchmarks uh, whenever these things come out, uh, particularly with apps that run under Rosetta 2, which is their x86 to ARM uh, in uh, uh, recompilation yeah. thing, where whenever you install an app, uh, you can install it via Rosetta 2, and it will run the x86 uh, code as native arm code um supposedly it worked really well between power pc to x86 so guess we'll see right um but yeah uh i i am i am i I guess a little bit excited but also incredibly skeptical right uh you know what else i'm skeptical about is um remember a couple months ago we talked was it a couple months ago we talked about chuck e cheese having two restaurants in their kitchen honestly i i wasn't even sure if we were really going to talk about this uh um, yeah yeah um you brought it up right before the podcast so oh i know i know uh so yeah uh if you remember um what was the Chuck other e. name pasquale's pizza and wings okay you remembered uh it's at the bottom of the article okay um <laughs> Uh, but so Chuck E. Cheese had been advertising itself on uh, delivery apps as uh, Pasquale's Pizza and Wings in an attempt to get people to buy their shitty food, and were pretending that no, it's uh, more premium food. We put extra sauce on it. Um, turns out that didn't really work, uh, and Chuck E. Cheese is now going out of business. I'm sure that. While Chuck E. Cheese was probably already a sinking ship, at least to some degree, this is probably completely because of COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, COVID-19 probably was the last hole in in the hull of this ship. (laughs) But they're also, we should also mention that they're they're doing Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So they'll be able to, they're not closing down. They're just restructuring. Which I don't like that Chapter 11 bankruptcy is a thing. Because it allows so many companies to like get rid of debt and restructure and not have to pay their debt. So, 
I think it's bullshit that companies can do this sort of thing, but individuals cannot. Right, right. Because uh, I do think that Chapter 11 serves an important purpose in allowing companies to maintain jobs. Uh, because while they will inevitably close a lot of locations, and they already have, it will allow them to open or reopen a lot of their restaurants and keep those people employed. And I do think that that's important because the individuals who are working for Chuck E. Cheese should not, on top of having to say that they've worked at Chuck E. Cheese, have to say that they were let go from Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you know what uh, you should do is you should order a pizza from Pasquale's and a pizza from Chuck E. Cheese and do a YouTube video <laughs> sh seeing if they're any different. I'm sure that someone has already done that. And Pro I... Probably. But yeah, Pasquale's Pizza... I'm sorry, Chuck E. Cheese is closing down. Pasquale's is alive and well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I, I would kind of be sad if Chuck E. Cheese actually went away, kind of in the same way that I was sad when Toys R Us uh, it's, died. It's a nostalgia thing. Um, it's absolutely what it is. Yeah. Like, I love Chuck E. Cheese when I was a kid. I, I That was my favorite place. I remember one time, I got in a little bit of trouble for this. My dad, I was like five years old, my dad would always leave the keys in the in the car out and park it on the street. And so one time... What a different time that was. I know, right? Uh, one time I was like, man, I am going to go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and so I go out to the car, and I flip the keys, and I put it in neutral, and I coast down the street. <laughs> my mom said I made it to the stop sign, and I was standing up on the seat with my hands on the steering wheels. <laughs> And she, I apparently I made it to the end of the road to the stop sign before my mom got me and brought the car back. So uh, I really wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese, and uh, I apparently didn't want to ask to go to Chuck E. Cheese, so I decided to take it upon myself to steal my dad's car <laughs> and go to Chuck E. Cheese. So Chuck I e. really liked it. Terrified me. Uh, because of the anim animatronic robot things. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, m not even. Well, no, not even the animatronics. It's the people in the suits. Mascot I get, people I get scare that. me. I I get that. Um, they. I feel bad for those people. Oh, I now. do too. Now, like then, I was like, oh, this is awesome. But now I'm like, wow, they never clean that thing. Probably. <laughs> like they they should make an individual one for every person who wears that to be like, this is your suit. This is your giant rat suit. Uh, anyway, uh, that's pretty much our show for the day. Uh, do you have any, any last words, Aroa? Um, you know, just, uh, keep a, keep an open mind, but a closed anus. I have one more thing to talk to say, uh, and it's about the mixer story earlier. Uh, somebody on Twitter was like, "Hey, anybody moving over from Mixer to Twitch, just know that you're we're we're friends and we're here to help each other. We're not competition." And I was like, "That's bullshit," 
we most definitely are competition. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that technically speaking, anybody streaming on Twitch is going to be competition for anyone else streaming on Twitch. Absolutely. And, you can't pretend otherwise. And so, yeah, and then they're like, well, that's overly assertive. And I was like, no, how is that? It's not like it's a bad thing. I'm friends with Aroa. I'll host Aroa. But I want to have more viewers than him. I want to have more followers than him. It's a friendly competition. And if he gets more viewers, good for him. I'm not going to be like, screw you, Aroa. We're not talking anymore. You're not invited to my podcast. But You are in a friendly rivalry with everyone else on your platform at the very, exactly. at the very least. And, and if you're doing well, unfortunately, that means somebody else isn't doing as well as you. Right. Because, like it or not, viewership on any platform is a zero-sum game. Exactly. So, it's it's not like I was trying to be rude, and they got really mad at me. I got blocked by by two people. I, uh, I saw the I saw the conversation, and I I knew you were exactly right. Yeah, like, and like somebody was like, "You're not 100 percent correct." I'm like, "No, I fucking am. Like, I am 100 percent correct in this situation. I'm not even being a jerk about it." I'm just saying that it is a competition, and if you don't look at it like that, then you're an idiot, because like, other I, people are going to be competing with you. Yeah, it, it's okay to be in competition with other people on your platform. It doesn't mean that you're enemies, but yeah. that just is the nature of things. Even big businesses work together in certain situations, but they're uh -huh. still competing with each other. Right. Oh, fucking, we talked about it last week. Intel and AMD had a processor together. Like, they they are rivals, but they often work together. We also talked about it, or spoke about it before, where isn't it every single Intel CPU uses the AMD 64-bit, uh, like, emulator? Oh, yeah. Or 32-bit emulator? Yeah, every, every single 64-bit processor that can run 32-bit uh, code is is only made possible because of an AMD patent. They have to pay licensing to AMD for that. Uh-huh. Oh, or look at uh Microsoft and Sony. Microsoft has Xbox One and they use a Blu-ray drive, which yep. gives money to Sony for every Xbox sold. So it's it's so silly to say you can you're oh, it's competition, so it's bad. No, you're competing, but you're also you work with each other as well. Like Microsoft and Sony, I guarantee you, Microsoft does not want Sony to go out of business because that competition is good for them. It's good for both of them. So anyway, uh, that's my last thought is competition can be good. Just don't be a douchebag. And we will be back next week bringing you some more news stories. Hopefully nothing else dies this week because this year sucks. But thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.